Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. In a world where very few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors, cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready, take some notes, and learn how to be the best you that you can be. Welcome everybody to another episode of As Told by Nomads and today's episode is with Ash Sobey. Now today I'm going to be talking about the pursuit of happiness with Ash Sobey and I'm not talking to Chris Gardner or Will Smith. I'm talking to Ash Sobey because he's a serial tech entrepreneur and a pioneer in the youth related philanthropic missions. He's an out-of-the-box thinker and a world-renowned speaker about his views on freedom, life, happiness, and success. His story is one that's unique, and it's one that I'm sure you listeners are going to be thinking about for days to come because um, this is one of the bravest men that I've met um, virtually. So thank you for coming on the show, Ash. Uh, my pleasure, Teo. I really appreciate you having me on here, and thank you so much for what you're doing for the whole community as a whole. Thank you. Uh, the pleasure is mine. So, why don't you let the audience know about your story? I mean, I believe you, you came originally from Iran, right? That's correct. Yes, yeah. I did come to the United States from Iran. Truth be told, my, my father used to actually live here in the United States. He got a couple of bachelors, a couple of masters, and a PhD on top of it all from a university called USC uh, in here in Los Angeles. And uh, at some point, he had this crazy idea of going around the world and turning his father's local little rug and carpet store into an international import and export business. So after you know he graduated from SC in the 70s, he just packed up his stuff. He started traveling around the world. And I believe he's been over to, uh, he's been at 30 plus different countries doing business. And that's basically how his journey started. And uh, it, it just kind of expanded from there. Wow. Wow. And then, and then you came on here in the United States, and then what happened from then on? <laughs> so when we came here to the United States, it's uh, it's almost like a very typical immigrant story, just because once we came here, we couldn't really take much with us. And right. that basically put us in a very, very interesting circumstances. 
frankly, I was one of the most spoiled kids you would ever meet just because when uh, daddy had money and everything else, life was great. And I didn't really appreciate what I had. The thing, Teo, is that it's just stuff, right? And you can collect stuff like there is no tomorrow. But at, after a certain point, it just – it kind of lost its pizzazz for me and as a kid you just couldn't really get much from me or to me or get get me something that would really make me excited so we come here and we kind of lose everything daddy says hey listen um we brought in a little bit of savings with us and this saving is going to have to last us for for as long as we basically can make it last until we figure out a way to make income here now, as you can imagine, my, my entire life changed, you know, going from having a private, basically, driver that would come from home every morning, drop us off at school and everything else. Uh, now we're kind of facing a completely different reality to a point that I, you know, I took upon myself. I didn't want to really cost my family, you know, much money. It just was uh, crazy that uh, we were spending so much money without necessarily having any uh, ways of generating income. So I took it upon myself to... To live a little bit of a more humble life than maybe I needed to even. So I survived off of uh, water and Oreos for a while, left in my car for a little while, just like a lot of other people have done. So it just really taught me how to be humble, really taught me you know, how to appreciate the things that I had. And that was basically how I got a taste of you know, humble beginnings. Wow. Wow. That's quite the story. And that's, um, that's an elevated level of self-awareness you have, my friend, because you you said you just recognized that and then you decided you were going to actually, um, you know, make that make that a part of your mindset. And then you started becoming this humble guy. So once you once you had that and you figured out what you were trying to do, you worked your way up to becoming a millionaire in your mid 20s. And that's a fascinating story for me. What made you want that to happen to yourself? Because I think you had put that in intention and you said, I want to be a millionaire by this amount of time. So why did you feel like that millionaire status was something you had to work towards? You know, it's just it's one of those things that it just sounds cool, to be honest. And what my intention from the get go wasn't that at all. My I just wanted to be comfortable, just like everybody else. I just wanted to make thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars a year and just, you know, basically call it a day. But, you know, you guys know how it is. You, know, you reach that point and everybody around you says, oh, my God, good for you, man. Like you had nothing and now you're you're having a good, comfortable life. I wonder if you can crack over six figures, right? And you hear all these people around you making six figure salaries and six figures, six figure this, six figure that. It was just a little bit of a challenge, right? So I wanted to see if I can make six figures, which I did. And it was fine. It was good and everything else. I had a more comfortable life. And um, after that, a little bit after that, you know, it's just the sound of quarter of a million just sounded so, just so, so good. I don't know why. It's like quarter of a million dollars, right? Can you make quarter of a mil? Uh, and that was kind of the next step. After we reached quarter of a million, it, I don't know, half a million kind of has a ring to it, doesn't it? It's like half a million worth of, you know, revenue in one year or, you know, income. So it just you know, one day at a time, we go from there. And the problem is, Teo, is most of us kids, we get caught in the drama of that same repetition that we do, right? So, you know, go thirty, forty thousand dollars, hundred thousand to two fifty to a half a million, then million dollars, then ten million dollars. And the next big thing for me was a hundred million dollars worth of revenue is what I had my eyes set on. At the same time, after that, it just like everybody else, you know, go public, obviously, right? Just we're we're a tech company, why not? So, it just 
didn't pan out for me that way because I became much more self-aware and aware of my environment and what I was actually doing to my environment. Because Teo, they tell us we can grow by taking more from everybody else, right? And I, that's the fastest way that you can possibly grow. When you take from somebody else, then you grow because you you accumulate more, right? But after I I went through my health situation and everything else, I started thinking a little bit more of I'm not going to be here. So why don't I try to leave a legacy for myself in a way that creates sustainable growth? Mm. Let me explain sustainable growth. Mm. If you have a hundred bucks and I have a hundred bucks, if I want to grow, I have two options. The coward way of growing is I take fifty percent of what you have right somehow i trick you into it i talk you into it i schmooze you into it whatever you want to call it right and guess what if tomorrow i come back i want to take another 50 from you even if i can do it that's the last thing you have the next day there's nothing more i can take from you but consider this scenario what about a model where i can help you grow too if i helped you grow from that 100 to 150 and then took 25 from you you have more for tomorrow, right? And then I can help you grow some more tomorrow and I can take more, right? So I started thinking about all these executives that we have that are sitting up top and they're very obviously smart people, right? But why are they wasting their money, for example? How come they waste so much money on stuff that doesn't really matter, you know, buying a yacht or maybe even, you know, for their own corporations, investing in marketing and advertising in a way that it just doesn't resonate with you and I anymore, right? Because right. my, my, my specialty is marketing, and one thing that really helped me pivot my company and go from ITC was the name that we had for it, all the way to R6S, the letter R, the number six, the letter S. And if you sound it out loud, if you say R6S, R6S, our success, our success, you realize that it says our success. That's entire philosophy that I have about creating an ecosystem where I can help other people grow too and don't have this torch earth attitude, basically. Wow. Wow. No, I, I love that so much. And, and that's so true. I think a lot of people come at it, come at life and everything from that taker's mindset and they don't realize that you can actually give more. And then the more you give the actual, um, really the, the R, the, you know, the relationship grows, which leads to revenue which leads to a fulfillment and all the other things that you actually want. But it's one of those ironies that people can't seem to wrap their, their heads around. But so you know, the thing is like it's hypocritical because if you want to grow, why not grow in a way that's sustainable so you can always grow? Because the thing is like we even do it at you know corporation level, right? Not not to name names, but there are a lot of big corporations that come to small or our small little towns and they bankrupt every small business that's out there just to take their money. And they employ the same people that used to have their own businesses, but they don't pay them enough. So these people can't even really afford the products that are sold at their own work anymore, right? Yeah. So I'm glad, I'm happy that you're worth $40 million, $50 million, $2 billion, Mr. So-and-so or Mrs. So-and-so. But at the same time, where is it going to matter at the end of the day? Yeah. When yeah. I was faced with the raw truth of death, that really, really woke me up. I realized, man, like millions of dollars in the bank account, hundreds of millions of dollars at the time worth of product sales. It, I just don't feel like I did anything on this earth. Like, why was it even worth the air I was breathing? And here I am, not satisfied with myself, judging myself at my judgment day when I'm told that, hey, Ash, you might only have six months to live. Yeah, well, let's talk about that. I mean, everybody, the listeners know that I've had 
my near death experience. And I, I always feel even more connected when I come across people that have had that as well. Cause facing my mortality yeah. was really the, the wake up call I needed to go through. But you went through something where doctors found signs of a tumor like masses in your brain. Can you talk us through that process and how you got out of that? Sure, sure. Um, I was very, very gung-ho to grow our business. It was 2014. We had been doubling our own revenue consecutively since about 2008. And I was just feeling like I was living on top of the world as far as the social and cultural, basically, standards were considered, right? Everything that people told me to do, I I had done it all. You know, they told me that I need to get an education. I did. They told me I need to go to a good school. I studied mathematics at UCLA and I realized, eh, maybe it's not my thing. Then I was told that, hey, what if you studied some things that really help contribute to your career and go to an Ivy League school? I figured out that Yale actually is offering psychology courses online for free. And I, I don't know if your audience knows this or not, but it's an incredible thing. All these amazing Ivy League schools that charge hundreds of thousands of dollars for you to get an education, some of them actually have their courses online for free. So I, I actually encourage everybody to check that out because I think it's just tremendous. Nice. So I studied all that. I, I did everything I was supposed to do. I got a job. Then I got a better job. And I got a car and invested in real estate. I did the whole thing that everybody told me. But I still wasn't happy, Teo. It's just, it was one of those sicknesses that got me uh, basically obsessed with buying toys constantly, constantly buying toys. Buy this car, then buy another car, then buy a bigger car. It was just in a way that I was feeling the void, but I just couldn't really reach the end of it. I could never do anything that would make me happy. And it was devastating because the whole point of starting my business from the get-go was so I could find some comfort and happiness, right? So one morning I wake up. I'm basically sleeping next to my wife and girlfriend at the time then. And I said, Christy, from my right eye, I, I just can't see. It's just so blurry. Can you look at my eye? Like, is there something in there? She looked at it. She's like, no, babe, I really don't think so. What's wrong? Can you not see? What's, is there something wrong with your eye? And, I, you know, I don't want to worry her. So I said, no, 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 no. I think I'm fine. You know, I just, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe it's, maybe it's an allergic reaction or something. So I was so stupid to tell you that I didn't even go check it out at that, that time. I gave it a couple of days and it progressively got worse and worse. So I went to see a doctor. The doctor saw me. He uh, spent 20, 30 minutes doing a couple of tests on my eye and everything else. Came back into the room and said, hey, Ash. There's an ophthalmologist in Beverly Hills that I want you to go see. He's he's top notch. I'm an optometrist. This is out of my scope. Kind of caught my attention. I was like, Doc, what, what do you mean it's out of your scope? How how come? He's like, uh, I don't know. Let me not say much. Just go see this doctor. <laughs> yeah. Friday. You can you imagine? Can uh, that's you imagine the worst thing you want to hear. <laughs> right? Seriously. And the thing is, Teo, it's crazy because at the time I wasn't even thinking of it like that at all. I was so caught in the drama of my business that I was like, Doc, fix me up. I got a business to run. Get me out back on the field. I've got to do stuff, right? And that was the mentality that I had at the time. I was listening to so many motivational speeches, so many inspirational quotes. Like I was the kid that was just grasping everything literally since early 2000s all the way till that day. And I was like the master of listening to successful people, reverse engineering what they were doing and basically copying the things that resonated with me, right? So 
being going through that, being down in that moment, I was like, okay, fine, no problem, I'll go. But it's Friday afternoon. How am I going to get in there? He said, all right, let me let me call because these doctors obviously have a big waiting list, and that's kind of how sometimes they market themselves too. Uh, so he called, called in a couple of favors, and I was basically able to get in there. Long story short, that doctor that day said, hey, I don't know, but the bad news is that your eyes are fine. So that the only thing that could possibly mean is that you have some sort of spot, some sort of mass sitting on your optic nerves that's causing the disconnect, right? And that kind of was the, the, the pivotal point for me. It was like, whoa, 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 hang on. A mass? What are you talking about? Like, what do you, what do you mean by a mass? And at that time, it's when he said, possibly a brain tumor, but I don't know. Um, Christy was with me at the time. She wanted to, I, I had called her in because I couldn't drive. They were going to do some more testing on me. And that testing was basically, uh, it was in a way that it was messing up my vision and I couldn't drive back out after my visits. So Christy was with me uh, with the doctor and she started just bawling. She started crying like I had never seen her cry like that before. So we kind of gather her stuff. She, he said that, hey, there, there is one place that I think I have some influence in on. Why don't you go there and take an MRI right now? You know, again, it's like Friday at that time. It's like 4.30 in the afternoon. I'm like, doc, like, I mean, you sure? You, you, you think they're going to say open for me to get in there? He said, yeah, it's a private place. I'll, I'll definitely make sure they get you in. So he called in a couple of favors and everything else. And I went there. But the bad news was that, hey, I can't get back till till Monday morning. Man, like I don't want to live like this for the next two or three days. Just tell me, tell me what's going on. Um, long story short, Teo, I don't need to bore you with the details, but that year I saw 23 different surgeons. The diagnosis changed from uh, brain tumors to multiple sclerosis, and it changed a half a dozen times. And they kept doing more and more and more testing on me uh, before they said, you know, honestly, this is a rare form of disease. We've never seen it. We don't know how to deal with it. There's no way for us to cure it or remedy it or even treat it if we don't even have a diagnosis. So we're going to need a lot more testing. Wow. After 11 months, I just stopped because the last suggestion that they had made was, hey, why don't we inject your spine with a bunch of steroids just to see what happens? And that was when I was like, no, 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 we're, we're not doing that, right? If How much time do I have, guys? Like, you're going to have to be honest with me. Just tell me. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. At that time, they said, you know, we honestly don't know, Ash. We really don't know. You could have six months to live or you might be okay for another 60 years. Brother, the moment they said six months, I didn't hear anything else after that. Oh it my was gosh. just that was the moment that I was like, oh crap. I have spent my entire life building this little game for myself called entrepreneurship. And don't get me wrong, it's been an amazing, amazing journey. It's been so cool making money, getting my stuff together, being a good person, really trying to contribute to something, contribute to the economy, create employment, everything else. It's been incredible. But is that what all life is about? Like I looked up to the sky. I was like, man, I haven't really thought about earth much. I haven't thought about the sky much. And I started just getting fascinated with astronomy. I started getting fascinated with different ways of life and everything else. And, you know, it just one day at a time, it just dawned on me that, man, there's there's a life before success and there's a life after success. 
It's so, 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 so important for every single person that is listening to this to become successful. This is not about a kumbaya message. Let's not work hard. Let's always play hard. Let's just take it easy. None of that, right? You have to become successful and you have to define your own success. Now, monetary, that's part of it for sure. You're going to have to have certain resources or certain amount of resources so you can contribute to your life your family's life, make sure you're healthy, make sure you have a comfortable life. But at the same time, if that becomes your focal point of your entire life, I'm here to tell you the end of this road is death. And once you're facing the raw truth of death, you're going to be very, very disappointed that all you did your entire life is just collecting some dollar bills. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And the you know you live a mission. Your mission is is basically... You think that if you can help make this world a better place, doing something you love, you know, there's no greater feeling than that. And HAS is your favorite acronym. It has nothing to do with possessions. And that's something that you do. You talk about HAS being help a stranger uh, because it's how you actually achieve happiness and success. I love acronyms. I use acronyms all the time when I speak. So maybe you want to elaborate on the HAS philosophy. HAS is is just something that has always been my goal in life, you know. And you know, Taya, I gotta tell you, it's 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 a little bit more than just a mission for me at this point because I feel like this is my job. This is everything I'm supposed to do. And you know, luckily, I'm I'm blessed to have enough money, enough resources, enough love, enough friends, enough comfort, and all the whole nine yards, right? So the last piece of the puzzle for me is to try to leave this earth a little bit of a better place than when I found it. And if I can just do that, that's, that's all I care about. Yeah. That, and that's basically sums up my entire job on this earth. Yeah. So with that said, the acronyms that always resonate with me is just basically my goal in the whole life, right? I want to achieve happiness and success. And these two sometimes get confused with each other because, you know, sometimes you, you forget about happiness and you mistake comfort and pleasure with happiness. And it's not the same. Comfort and pleasure is you having the ability to control the climate even inside your own car. 50 years ago, 100 years ago, that would have been a crazy story. But now, today, that's, that's something that we all expect. So with that said, happiness is not something that you can hang your hat on. Happiness is not something that other people define for you. Happiness is when you sit down and say, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I want to do at this time, and I'll pursue that. So happiness and success, H-A-S, that's our goal. Now, for me, the shortcut to that goal, it seems to me that every time I try to help somebody else achieve their happiness and success, right, then I get mine. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. For some reason. It's crazy. I can't put in a mathematical formula for you guys, but it's just so insane. Try it for yourself. When you start helping other people out, you're just given so many opportunities. So many people go above and beyond to help you back out that it's just tremendous. Let me give you an example. Help a stranger, right? Because I've actually – I use that jokingly because I've never met a stranger. Even with you, Taylor, from day one, we, we t- chatted. I felt like I know you, like I've known you all my life. And right. you've known me all your life, right? Just because yeah. we come from the same place and our values are the same and we're all trying to do is build some benefits into just this small little conversation for the people that are giving up their most prized possession, which is their time, and listening to this podcast, right? So we owe it to them to do our due diligence and make sure our discoveries in life is valuable to them. Yeah. A little while ago, a couple of years ago, somebody said, hey, there's a lady who's going through a tremendous amount of difficult time, and I want you to come by and try to see if you can just kind of be moral support for her. We're putting together a board of advisors to kind of just help her just because she's an amazing lady and uh, she's just going through a very, very nasty divorce. But yeah, sure. I don't know that lady, but I know you and I'm happy to help. Why not? So I showed up to that event and long story short is basically I felt like she needed a website to really be able to do what she needs to do and be able to sustain her own growth and make money uh, without needing anybody else and be able to take care of her kids. So we gave her, uh, we made her a thirty to forty thousand dollar website for her, and we hardly charge her anything at all. Not because we wanted anything from her, because we felt if she's successful, she's going to come back and pay that off tenfold, right? If she one day she becomes a multi million dollar corporation, guess what? She's never ever ever going to forget us, right? And that's basically the, my biggest discovery. When you do something for someone that it really truly means for something to them. They will always, always, always try to do whatever they can to make sure they don't feel like they're in debt to you. So they'll pay it back. You can try this for yourself too. The reason why I had the opportunity to speak at a stage like TEDx a couple of weeks ago, it was because that lady has been trying to give us business over the last couple of years, but it just hasn't worked out for whatever reason. When she presented that opportunity for me, I was very much grateful. And I couldn't have had the opportunity to speak to 500 to 1,000 kids and carry my mission and my message and do my job if it hadn't been because of her gracious offer to connect me with Cal Poly Pomona. Do you see what I'm saying? Does yeah. this whole ecosystem make sense? Is it coming together oh, of for course. you? It's a cycle. And it absolutely does. And, you know, even – you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm an investigator, so I was doing some investigator in, <laughs> into you, and then I came across this. So you were a stalker. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a stalker. <laughs> I, I was that guy that you had to call the cops on. But your, your, your professor, Professor Paul Lazzaroni, uh, said this about you. He said, Ash was very introverted when I first met him. Um, I taught him in IS-335 and IS-451, the first and last IS courses in the program. In IS-335, I encouraged Ash to take lead with his group, and he did just that. He started to come out of a shell and lead other students. He was nervous for his presentation, but he did well. And by the time he was in IS-451 with me, he was a natural leader with his group, and his final presentation for the class was amazing. I'm saying all this to say that 
you're someone that's lived the experiences that you're talking about. You know, you've taught yourself. Everyone, you know, sometimes I think the biggest tragedy that we can give ourselves or we can create for ourselves is thinking that we don't have the ability to achieve our fullest potential. Now, you Mm -hmm. went from introvert to extrovert, uh, and that's happened to me as well. But that's something you had to learn and you had to actually put into the work. You you committed to that. You you committed to mastery and you stayed there. In addition to all, all that you've talked about today, whether it's with um, the HAS acronym or whether it's with living life knowing that everybody's going to die, it's all, there also, there's also that self-discipline element that comes from it. And I want you to talk about that, that idea of training yourself to be the best version of yourself on a daily, constant basis. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let me give you a trick that worked for me, and this is by far the only trick that I have in my arsenal of tools that always, always, always works for me, right? And if you can adapt the same trick, you realize that a lot of successful people actually do the same exact thing as well. If there's something that you need to do that's uncomfortable for you, or if you feel like, hey, if I can do X, Y, Z, then I'll have exactly what I need, Turn it into a game for yourself. Hmm. For example, you want to play basketball, right? And you want to be good at it. Tell yourself after the game, when you're done, you're going to do three three pointers and you're not going to go home until you make that happen. And next time around, you just up it a little bit. When you're at the gym, you tell yourself, hey, I've done my an hour workout but I'm not going to go home until I am able to do 10 more push-ups. And next day you do 12. Next day you do 15. I did not come here as a baby, so I already had my linguistic skills already built within me. But the reason why I do try to pronounce words correctly is because, Teo, I care. It matters to me. I want to fit in. I want to do things the right way. So what I do, I start playing a game for myself. We don't have the, 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 this character TH in our language, right, or any of the other languages I've spoken. So thank you doesn't, doesn't, is not natural for me. The easiest thing for me would be to say, thank you, Teo. I appreciate you doing this interview. <laughs> but the thing is, if I do that, then it, I'm, I don't care about your culture or the audience's culture. I care. So I start paying attention to people's pronunciation, the way they say words, the way they they act on certain things. And for me, I turn that into a game. I say, I'm going to sit in front of the mirror and I'm going to say thank you so many times that I have spit all over my mirror and I have to wipe it down. Once I've got it down, then I'm going to go around, play a game with my friends, say, hey, I'm going to do a voice. Tell me how you like my American accent. Right. And just, again, it's just all fun and games. It's just all playing. It's not that difficult. You want to know how to make money? Fantastic. Go on the streets today and grab a hold of one person. That one person is that the first person is going to be the hardest person you ever approach. Sit around with yourself. Say, yo, I'm going to need to go home because I've got to be home in the next 10 minutes. But here's the problem. I can't go home until I approach one simple stranger and say, hey, my name is Ash Sobey, and I want you to follow me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Ash Sobey. Once he follows me there and I see that he followed me there, then I get to go home. Mm-hmm. If he says no, I'm going to be very respectful, say thank you very much. I'm going to approach the next person. I've got to have one person that says yes, then I get to go home. 
Wow. Yeah. And there you go. Now, it, it's That's funny. It's funny. You're saying a lot of things that I didn't, you know, process that the same way. So a daily goal I have for myself, well, I have a couple, but one of the, the daily goals is, and I've said this before in a previous episode, is put a smile on five people's faces and it, different people's faces. And, and <laughs> I that, love, and that, yeah. I I didn't even realize that, that, you know, that's basically gamification. It's basically saying, yeah. you know, because you have to figure out how to put a smile on someone's face. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> hey, I got to do this, man. <laughs> I got to make good, sure you man. have a smile. That's what exactly you're doing. Yeah. No. Good I, for you. Yeah. Well, hey, look, I'm learning from people like you, Ash. This is great. You know, oh, all that stalking, that stalking has paid off. <laughs> I, <laughs> I appreciate all the compliments that I get. I I want to ask you for something though. Yes, please. Don't give me a compliment. Help me remain humble because what I know is what I know. And there are a lot of things I don't know. And I honestly don't do this for compliments. Mm. When I get compliments there, I run a risk of getting caught in the drama of that compliment. Gotcha. And I may at some point get so tricked that I end up doing this for, you know, for just the compliments. And I don't ever want that to happen. So help me remain humble. Get, give people credit where it's due. When they do something incredible, I 100% agree we should give them credit. But we are also getting in the notion of sometimes just saying thank you just to be polite. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we feed people's egos. And I understand what I'm asking is a little bit of a hard thing. No. And it's a little selfish. But here's the thing. We, we are raising our kids today to be so, so, so selfish. And I don't think this is good. I want to have the ability to do things just because it's my job. I want to be that tree outside your house that's producing oxygen, not because it needs to help you out, not because it knows it's, it's vital to your being. It's because it's its job and nothing else. And this is my job. If I don't do this, then I'm not worth anything. Right. So I want to do this without or with getting compliments. Absolutely. Hey, look, that's a great point. I follow you completely, and it's a great point. And, you know, listening to you, and I've been listening to a lot of Chris Gardner. Chris Gardner is who Pursuit of Happiness was based off of. And yesterday I, I heard a speech about him, very similar to what, you, you know, what you're talking about, how he lost his, uh, his second wife and how that mm -hmm. repositioned how he approached life. Because he was working and traveling, you know, 200 days of the year. But then there's something that happens when you realize you're about to lose a loved one. Um, you know, it wasn't for right. him. And he, that just repositioned the whole thing, you know. And he started to really reprioritize what was important to him and understand how he wanted to be remembered. And a lot of what you talk about today is, is how we can contribute to making the graveyard not as rich as it is. You know, the graveyard is the richest place yep. in the world because of all the unfulfilled dreams, unfilled potential inventions and all that. But you are advocating the idea that achieve everything you can and maximize your day all, all the time on a daily basis. Make sure that's a practice. And I, you know, I can't help, but thank you. I know, I know I'm going to help you. With the, <laughs> I, I know I'm going to help you with the humility and all that. But when I'm saying thank you, that's, that's where I'm coming from because it is such a simple thing, but it's not an easy thing. <laughs> so, so you know, um, uh, you know, you know what? Um, instead of thank you, continue, <laughs> continue you in your work, sir. Right, exactly, right. Because we all need to continue what we need to be doing, so that way the whole ecosystem is working, right? Yeah. Instead of just doing it for money, instead of doing it for fame, instead of doing it for fortune, instead of doing it to get recognition, that's the culture I'm trying to change. Because my main 
target audience is a lot of uh, college kids, right? right? So if you're 18 to about 29 years of age, that's typically the group I speak to. And most of the, us in that demographic, we're ending up doing things just for the grade. We're going to school, studying stuff that we don't even are, are not even interested in, taking classes that we're not barely even going to, and we hate every single second of it, is because I want that degree, right? Yeah. And I think that that's, that's what I'm here to tell everybody is that if you do something for somebody else, if you're doing it because you're trying to achieve somebody something else as your goal and you have not thought about it yourself to know, is that what I want? Is that what's going to matter to me at the end of the day? Then you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, we no. started the TED Talk with saying, hey, what if, what if you had a year to live? What would you prioritize, right? And I want everybody that is your audience that's listening to this too, do the same exact thing. Just sit down for your, with yourself. Just think of this. What if you had one hour, uh, one year to live? What would you prioritize? Because you realize there's not a whole lot you can do in that one year out of all the stuff you wanted to achieve. So what's priority to you? What matters to you? Now, as part of the same exercise, narrow that time down to a month worth of time. If you were told you only have a month to live, what does it matter to you then? Continue wow. with that exercise. What if I just said, Teo, brother, I'm really sorry. You have 60 seconds and you're going to die. How would you like to spend your last 60 seconds? <laughs> Chances are you want to be with your loved ones. Chances are you want to be doing the one last thing that really matters to you. Chances are you're going to just maybe self-evaluate. Chances are you want to meditate. Chances are you want to rush to the hospital that you came from and donate everything that you have, right? Mm. Chances are you just want to love. Yeah. If you realize that your life is going to come to an end one day, that's what I want you to think about. If you get yourself to a position to say, if I had a minute to live, that this is all that matters to me. That becomes your ultimate goal. Wow. Keep that in mind. You your know, family? Yeah, it's so crazy. I mean, it, the synergy that's going on. I feel like you're my my long lost brother, and I, and I have three. I have um, yeah, I have two, and then one that I, I sort of adopted. But that's exactly what I ask. I'm uh, question whenever i i do personal branding i'm consulting that's that's one of the first questions i ask because a lot of times mm -hmm. the reason why they're coming is they're saying i don't know what i want to do and then so i push it back to them and i ask well give me if you had a year six months three months and i haven't got to 60 seconds the lowest i went was uh was uh two days but that is so that is such a different way of approaching life because then your priorities just shipped and then you realize that you're you've been confusing urgency for importance uh for, for a long time because sometimes what what's you know yeah you know what's urgent what's important you get in a fight with your, your partner remember that one minute that you have left mm -hmm. imagine if it was a month or a minute is it gonna matter to you when you're so 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 mad that you just lost that interview you didn't do do so well or that test that you didn't get, or that job that you didn't get, or that contract that you just lost, or that person that just honked at you and it's, I'm sorry to say, but flipping you off and you're so, so, so aggravated. Think yeah. of it, brothers. Think of it, sisters. That last minute that you have, is it going to matter to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's it. That's it. It's all about perspective, my friend. Perspective. And 100%. yeah, yeah. Ah, no, I mean, I could talk to you for hours, but we, we have to end this podcast soon. So... Oh, why don't you tell the, um, I have a couple of questions. Why don't you tell the audience where they can find you and what you're up to next? 
So I'm carrying the mission. I still run a 30-person agency that we have focusing on social media marketing with regards to artificial intelligence. As far as we know, we're one of the only two companies in the whole world that's been able to employ artificial intelligence in the scale we have been able to. And what we use artificial intelligence for is very, very simple. It's the same exact scenario and story. We use AI to figure out what makes somebody happy. Once we know what makes them happy, then we give them 100% exactly just that. Because once they're happy, they come back to us for the rest of their lives and they come back with all their friends and family. Let me give you an example. Hmm. Let's say Jessica is looking for a shoe, right? And she wants a shoe that's very comfortable, it's still classy, and her budget is 100 bucks. If we see that behavior or if we see that she's saying, I wish there was a shoe that could do X, Y, Z, or I wish there was a shoe that I could, or she posts a picture on Instagram saying, hey, I love this shoe, then what we do, we find exactly that, that exact same thing that she's looking for, and hopefully we can find it for her under her budget. Wow. Then when we approach Jessica, say, hey, remember that post that you put up? We actually took the time to find you the same shoe, and instead of 100 bucks, it's only $49, just in case you're interested. Tell you, I got to tell you, man, that, that love right there, they care so much about that. That is just incredible. And people say, oh, my God, thank you so much. How did you even know? Why would you even take the time to do this when nobody else does? And the trick is the good thing is that the good news is that everybody else in the world is making it easy for the rest of us that have half a heart to actually shine like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. So. We feed people exactly what they want. We find mothers and we say, for example, if you were to buy a car, what would matter to you? You don't care about torque? You don't care about 060? Oh, you care about the safety of the car. Perfect. So we use artificial intelligence to highlight the things that matter to them based on what they're telling us they care about. So in a nutshell, we get hired by our clients, but we don't work for our clients. We work for their customers. Then we go back to the clients. Hey, this is what major makes your customers happy. So here's what you're going to have to need to do if you want to create a little bit of a sustainable growth. Now, my my blessing is that I get to choose the clients that I want to choose because I, I understand the value of time. And I, I can't tell you that how much time I have because I honestly don't know. But I know my days are accounted. With that said, I my biggest mission is to let the main big corporations and also our student body, again, between the ages of 18 to 29, know that there is a better way to do this. There is a different way for us to grow. There is a way for us to get to where we need to be without having the, the torch earth attitude. And if you can get there without necessarily torching the earth and torching our communities, then we all become a lot happier. And that's sustainable growth. So you can find me on Instagram at Ash Sobe, A-S-H-S-O-B-H-E, or you can feel free to get in touch with Teo and he'll get all my information to you. <laughs> this is an amazing show. This is an incredible opportunity. And Teo, I got to tell you, with what you're doing, you're taking time out of your life. This is your youth. You're at the prime of your life right now. And you choosing your time to spend with – you chose to spend your time with me and you chose to – Put me in front of all your audience. I'm forever in debt of yours because there's nothing I can do to ever replace your time. And all I can hope for and pray for is that this hour that we spent together, you hopefully got at least one thing out of it. Uh, Ash, you can't thank me like that. You're, and you're not supposed <laughs> to do that. <laughs>
That's not the deal. <laughs> or no, no. Thank you. Um, thank you for coming on the show. And honestly, I'm really humbled that you, you said all those things. And you know, it, this is one of those episodes that I feel like it's, it's for everyone. You know, at the end of the day, there's no. It's not too late to achieve what you want to achieve, and it's it's not too early to start. So. My hope is that yeah, people, what they say, it doesn't yeah. matter if you catch a fish today or a year from today, it's always going to be fresh. That's right. That's right. So my, my hope is that they, you know, they go onto your, your website. I'm going to put all the links in the show notes and that they connect with you because, you know, you know, Ash reached out to me on Instagram and I followed his work ever since. And it's, 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 it's one of, uh, it's one that allows you to reprioritize your perspectives. So I was going to ask you how you use your difference to make a difference, but you already did that. So the, the only well, thing... Well, I'm, I'm still hoping for it. So you, yourself, your family members, your audience, anybody that reaches out to me from As Told by Nomads, I'm happy to give them my time to help them individually to see what I can do for them personally so they can, they can hopefully contribute to what you and I are trying to do together. Absolutely, absolutely. And yes... Um, you know, he's very, very responsive. So feel free to reach out to him all the time. But ladies and gentlemen, if this hasn't inspired you, I don't know what else will. But till next week, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.